Hello and welcome to the show. This is episode five. I'm your host, Endgamer, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Ed Bellis. Episode five, the show strikes back. Ed, I know you've got a heck of an apples-to-apples game going on right now, but... uh... It's true, I do. Arousing just got played for the additive, and uh, I played Mario, so... (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that's going to work for you, but okay. The competition is a morgue and uh, enemas, so <laughs> we shall see who war picks. Wow, okay. So uh, Ed is multitasking tonight, but he's he's up for it because... Uh, I'm always up for it. He's just that good of a co-host. I'm just, I'm just that good. Ed, it's kind of crazy. Um, our last show, episode four, we did that just as brackets were locking down. It's only been a week, uh, but with all that's happened, doesn't it feel like a month has gone by since last episode? Um, yeah, I, I, I guess you could make that argument just because, you know, there's two matches a day. But I don't know. I, I think part of the issue is I get up so late in the morning that I'm only really around for one match. Oh, so you're not uh, able to follow along for the other one. Yeah, like I just sort of I try to check the homepage and then I see like the previous match, you know, how that goes. So a lot has gone on. Uh, there's a lot of matches to talk about. We decided to start it out with kind of an old classic from the stats topic, something Slowflake invented, which, of course, going back uh, many years now. He would run the star of the division and the turd of the division. So most impressive and least impressive performance. I mean, I thought we would do that, uh, something similar for the first week of contest. So, Ed, what did you have lined up? Uh, your runner-up for the big star of the first week of the GameFAQs contest big star i had kind of an unconventional choice and maybe it's because i didn't expect that much but i thought the call of duty guy actually did really well um even though he lost like i was expecting abysmal numbers for this guy he was able to really humble mega man x a good bit and i I, he's kind of my runner-up for um for Star, just because, I mean, he exceeded my expectations by a good deal, and I can't tell if that's Mega Man X falling off, or perhaps more to the point if the Call of Duty characters are stronger than I gave them credit for. Yeah, that's a good choice, Ed. I was surprised by Price, uh, mainly because he just looks so awful in that pick. He's supposed to be a, a war hero, or whatever. Yeah. And, man, did he look goofy. And I thought Mega Man X actually looked uh, really cool. So, just based on that, I thought, yeah, you know, he'll be able to shoot up to over 70 easily. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, my runner-up for Star of the Division, I'm going with Ami from Okami. And this maybe not, you know, the greatest choice because people will say, you know, Sonic Team is so down this year. Beating Shadow isn't really that impressive. But I really liked what she was able to show us. We had... Uh, of the gurus were backing Shadow in that one, and everyone was like, well, he might have a little trouble, except this is a day match, so Sonic's always good at day, Emmy's kind of a cult character, she was okay in four ways, but in 1v1, she's going to run into trouble, but no, she, she looked great in that match pick, and I think that played a part, but I think it was mostly just, people seem to really be down on the Sonic series these days. And so that uh, win of well over 52% was really impressive uh, to me. And so she's my runner-up for star of the round. Did your overall pick for star, Ed, uh, did it have something to do with the collapse of Sonic? No, but 
Maybe the turd does. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not gonna not gonna spoil that. Let's start out with Star. Who was your overall pick? Star uh, performance of the first week. I picked um, Weighted Companion Cube. I didn't know that much about Sandler than that he was a joke character from a pretty decent game. I didn't expect, you know, what a Weighted Companion Cube. Let me see. Broke um, almost broke 80 percent, and that's pretty ridiculous. Like I don't know if. Sandal is just that abysmally weak, or again, if it's actual like strength from this joke character, especially given that you know what we had talked about one of the episodes about the death of the joke characters. This is a pretty strong, um, pretty strong indicator that's not quite finished yet, and I was I was really taken by that. I mean, even if you take Sandal down to Tanner-like levels, putting up 78% is nothing to joke at. Especially you know this year, even Link couldn't get up to 80. Mario's match is going to kick off in about half an hour here, and uh, it seems most people are even saying, you know, even Mario in an SFF kind of situation is going to have trouble getting to 80, and yeah, I, I got to agree, it was shocking to see the cube, of all people, get that close. That was uh, pretty surprising. Right. My overall pick for star of the first round, the guy who really impressed me, is actually competing as we speak, and his name is Altair, and wow, he is tearing into Liquid Snake in his match. <laughs> he, is, he is all tearing him apart. Liquid Snake, I said in my write-up for, for the analysis crew, I was kind of bashing uh, Tranny and a lot of the other, you know, Moltar and the top guys. They're all like, well, this one might be close, but I'm going to take Liquid Snake with you know, 56, 58, 60% anyways. And I said, what are you guys talking about? I mean, I realized he looked okay last year, and I realized that Nathan Drake didn't quite get it done, but Altair looks so cool in this match picture. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to win over a lot of casuals. He's a 360 character as well as having a PS3, whereas Nathan Drake, you know, is PS3 exclusive. Um probably hurts him in a 1v1 situation like this so i went with altair but even with all the confidence i had in him i would never have said you know 59 percent like he's doing right now that is just really something especially after how good uh the boss looked in surviving their two versus 15 match in the upper bracket that was that was pretty wild were you shocked by this? I think you did pick Altair in the uh, Oracle, didn't you? I had Altair going to round three, yeah, and um, that was kind of a crapshoot for me. Like I was really, I wasn't that confident about the um, about the pick. Like I thought easily Liquid could have taken it, but Altair really, I didn't expect anything out of him last year. Like in the four ways, I had like him not even getting out of round one because I got like Lucario and Isaac. Because I was like, Altair's not going to do anything. He's this like character from a series nobody cares about, and then he wins and gets like he gets to like round three. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to make that mistake. I'm not going to underestimate this guy again. So I'll overestimate him, and I couldn't. It turns out overestimate him. I had him <laughs> winning with like fifty, fifty-one percent, fifty, fifty percent in the Oracle. And like, yeah, he's really, he's really shocking. Everybody, even the people that had him winning, like I know it's a guru upset, but even the people that had him winning didn't have him winning by like this much, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I really regret uh, my bracket choices because I said, you know, Altair, Liquid Snake, that'll be a toss up. Vivi's going to beat DK again, so I'll just, you know, go the conservative route and take Vivi in, in round two, which a lot of people did. But boy, I am not liking that pick anymore, especially with next round being another day match. I think that's a really big deal for a modern 
360 kind of character like Altair where they can really get that afternoon vote working for them almost right off the bat and just go on a big run like we're seeing today. All right, so those are our stars of the division, but it's always honestly more fun to talk about the turds. And uh, and who did you choose? Uh, who's your runner-up for the biggest uh, turd? Who really laid a, a bad one for the first week of the contest? Oh, God, easily Ken. Ken just rolled over and crapped all over everything. <laughs> like, it was it was awful. Like, I don't care if Resident Evil 5 came out. Wesker is not that strong. Um, unless he got, like, some magical boost that I don't even know about. Like, I don't know. Like, Street Fighter always burns me, and I keep going with it. And it's like, damn. Like, it makes you think. Ken's probably the second strongest Street Fighter character in these contests, unless you think Chun-Li is worth a damn. I don't really think she's going to be stronger than Ken, you know? But... It just turned out that, you know, it was just so bad. Like, letting Wesker almost beat you is, like, that's a terrible thing to put on your contest resume, you know? Yeah, that was a really ridiculous match. We had, uh, Ken was backed by 76% of the gurus, uh, which goes to show what a terrible upset it would have been. Luckily, he just, you know, was able to catch that swing in the afternoon and pull it out. Um, I think that was another one, as we're kind of seeing lately where Europe and North America seem to really butt heads and Europe was going crazy for Wesker for some reason and really keeping him in the match and then as soon as they went to bed Ken was able to pull it out but you know still look very weak as you can uh, see by the final result 50.32% I think he won by 400 some but uh, still, yeah, that that was bad. Can't disagree with that choice for uh, for Turd. My pick uh, for the runner-up has got to be Fawful. My goodness, was that an abysmal performance. Um, <laughs> allowing very nearly 67% to a character without a body, <laughs> with without a even possible match pick. I mean, Ulti had to go and drag an eye into this whole thing just to you know put something there for the pick to be a character i mean especially a nintendo character a character from a mario series granted not you know mario's biggest series but still how do you go and let glados um, more than w in a match that was really pathetic and of course i'm a little biased because i'm the guy who said you know jokes are dead don't back them in your bracket, guys. Yeah. And, wow, the portal is really making me uh, look foolish so far this contest. Yikes. Were you as uh, as shocked by that as I was, Ed? That was, um, that was pretty pretty shocking. Like, I don't know. It was – I didn't expect that much from Fawful, but I even I didn't have GLaDOS above 60 in my Oracle, you know? Um that was that was pretty bad from Fawful. I mean, like, I guess I could kind of see it coming. Like, you know, handheld characters that aren't Pokemon never really do well in this. I don't think Fawful's been outside a handheld game. But even so, that's really bad, you know? That's just really bad. Yeah, I could, I mean, I could forgive Sandal a little bit because Dragon Age, maybe, you know, a third of the site has played it. And then I also was hearing that you don't even run into Sandal until, like, the end of the game. Really? Yeah, someone told me that, and then I heard that, and I was like, 
oh crap, and I you know went to adjust my Oracle, but it was too late. Yeah. So even a lot of people who started out, you know, Dragon Age, maybe were halfway through it, and I guess they never, they still didn't know who this guy was. So that one you can kind of explain, but yeah, Fawful as a Nintendo character, you really shouldn't be able to to look that weak. That was pretty bad. Uh, overall third of the first round, Ed, who are you going with? Knuckles. Knuckles. Okay. Oh my god, man, that was awful. Like. Cecil freaking Harvey? Like, what? Like, seriously? This is a guy that, I mean, granted, it's it's five years ago, but Kirby was able to break, like, a quadrupling on. Like, Kirby was able to freaking quadruple this guy, and Knuckles almost loses to him. I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess it's more representative of the fact that Sonic characters are sucking this year more than, like, Knuckles specifically, but that's probably the biggest representation of it. Like, Shadow did terrible, Sonic did pretty bad, but not too bad, but still, I mean, then you get to Knuckles, and it's like, oh my god, like, really? (laughs) Like, what? It's messed up. Like, how do you... I'm really articulate right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so outraged. Outrageous. It absolutely was, and uh, for the first time tonight, we agree. Knuckles is my uh, turd of the first week, yes. and and I think he wins it going away. Um, oh God! Wow, it would have been such a, a terrible upset. He had ninety five percent of the gurus behind him, so it wasn't even like a questionable match. And he goes and especially early in that match, he just did not look good. It looked like he might outright lose, and then finally he built up a, a little bit of a lead. But it's like uh, <clears throat> Shadow I can kind of forgive because, you know, Amy's from the game of the year, according to, you know, some people back in 2006, and kind of a big cult hit, and, of course, looks so good in the match pick. And Sonic I can kind of forgive because Lightning, uh, huge unknown, uh, looked great in the match pick, and it's... You know, she's someone from what's going to be the biggest game of the year in 010. People are excited about it. So it's like, yeah, that was bad from Sonic. But uh, Cecil, I thought, was a known entity. And everything we'd seen from him did not indicate him being capable of a performance like this at all. Which really has me thinking, um, well, some people are talking about a Dissidia boost or whatever for, for some of the Final Fantasy characters. And maybe that played a part, but it seemed to be almost entirely... Uh, Knuckles just really failing. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can do much better as far as uh, a turd of the round there. What's really funny is that it sets up, you know, a Sonic versus Knuckles for next round where expectations could not be lower for either of them. I know. And yet somehow they're going to have to even that out or or maybe, you know, the first ever real RSFF. <laughs> If Knuckles actually taking advantage of a Sonic anti-vote, who knows what's going to go on there? But I could actually see that happening. Like I think, I think it's going to be like a Mega Man Zero scenario where Knuckles actually looks better than he should because so much of the fan base probably prefers him. I mean that's always been uh, argued, but we've never really seen it happen. But yeah, this could be the first indication. I mean that <clears throat> that whole series just looks so bad that it seems possible. And, of course, the the other cool thing about that, um, kind of getting into a broader view now, is how it sets up such a cool path for that whole division. All of a sudden, you've got uh, Ganon looking like a serious 
threat to Sonic, even if he gets that um, you know pig pick that we're all expecting. It's to the point now where even looking in his 8-bit glory days, um, can you give Sonic the advantage in that match? I'm not sure that you can. Then, of course, on the bottom of the division, it just got pretty exciting as well. Kirby looked okay, but Riku really cut into his percentage overnight. Um, took him down to about 57%, so all of a sudden people are talking, uh, could Altair be a good upset pick? Um, to knock off even Kirby. Are you giving that uh, any thought, Ed, or are people just I, I was giving that that thought, yeah. Um, I hadn't given it that much thought, but I mean, I, I entertained the possibility of it when I was making my bracket, but I don't know. Kirby looked too good last year for me to totally abandon like that. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I agree it's still a long shot, but something might be worth looking into, and then if it did happen, um, all of a sudden you're looking at Altair on a huge you know, bandwagon run, a casual yeah. favorite, against possibly Sonic if he can survive. Um, maybe he can get a cool Genesis picture and, and barely squeak by Ganon, and all of a sudden, like, Altair as division winner? How crazy would that be? Yeah, that would be probably single digits in terms of percentages. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that'd have to be right up there. Uh, from the top division, uh, what are some matches we didn't, talk about how about that uh, red versus ocelot match Ed, did you get to watch much of that as it unfolded i did yeah i, I saw like the um the beginning and the end of it i think yeah i i, I guess it didn't really surprise me oh it did, it did surprise me because i didn't think red was going to really amount to much of anything but at the same time ocelot is so variable that it didn't really surprise me because ocelot is pretty ridiculous and for that match should have gone down the way it did. I mean, I guess it makes sense because, I don't know. I mean, it remains to be seen again. I keep saying this, but it remains to be seen if it's just Ocelot being weak or Red being legitimately strong. Does Red have a shot against Mega Man X next round? I don't think he does. And again, I wouldn't have taken him over Ocelot in the first place. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I doubt that he does because he can barely get past Ocelot. But then you might have some people that are like, oh, it's a bandwagon run. You know, he might he might pass it up, but you never know. I don't understand the Metal Gear Solid fan base at all it's like you know they they love snake snake always does great things but then everyone besides him like ocelot goes and like loses to pac-man and then he gets mgs4 where he's like the big star villain and he's going to be big and then he loses to jill somehow and then uh you know liquid snake looks so good last year and then today he's just getting destroyed yeah and yet they can win matches like the boss um, in that one, we had we had 58% of the gurus backing Nathan Drake, and yet they can somehow win those. It's such a weird. You think with such a dedicated, you know, hardcore fan base, they'd have this pretty consistent amount of strength for these lower tier characters. But I don't know. Like from one to another, and then the same guy from year to year, they just bounce around like ping pong balls. And I don't really know how to explain it. So. Uh, yeah, that was a great match. It ended up being one of the closer matches in history in terms of uh, the final winning percentage with Red. Just coming back uh, at the very end to pull by Ocelot. Um, <clears throat> the other match, we, we touched on MMX. The win for Alucard in the second match of the contest. Uh, was there anything you want to say about that, Ed, or is it just... Uh... That was pretty sad. Like... <laughs> I forgot, just looking at the percentages, how bad that was. I thought it was a lot closer. 
and for me just to lose like that, that was really like terrible. Like, I mean, if there was any doubt that he's pretty much a has been at this point, I mean, if there was any doubt left after the sandbag match last year, this is pretty much uh, confirmed it. Yeah, that was shocking. And, uh, you know, we started out the contest, we had Link uh, looking not so great against Thrall, and then everyone was hyped up for Alicard Magus, and that did not work out at all. So I was getting a little bit depressed there. Then luckily, you know, Red Ocelot completely delivered. That was uh, that was a really fun match. And ever since then, boy, this contest has really been rolling. We've had, uh, let me just quickly break it down here, a uh, 50.16% win for Red. And then, uh, of course, the big upset by Amy, where 58% of gurus were incorrect in backing Shadow. Uh, then a pretty cool Boss versus Nathan Drake match. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit more, Ed. Uh, Nathan Drake was actually, the, um, according to the board's odds project, he was the underdog in that one despite the two seed. And then as the prediction season ran on, he kept getting more and more support until by the end he had 58% of gurus uh, backing him for the win over the Boss. And he didn't quite get it done. Did you have any thoughts on that uh, final finish, Ed? I don't know. I mean, I think, like I said in an earlier episode, if this were the, the first contest from Drake, we probably would have expected amazing things from him. And as it was, I think some people really got wise to the fact that he was basically, um, yes, I just won by playing um, for Smooth. I, I played Pie Man. <laughs> And I wow. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I think with the um, people were kind of wise to that, the fact that he was pretty much crap. Um, I mean, I, I, I assumed that he would get a big boost. I remember saying in an earlier episode that, you know, it's become like a household franchise, it's become like, you know, more mainstream and he'll definitely get a boost. And then like he loses to the boss like it was it was a really bad performance i think we really need to stop nominating him because he's pretty much like if he doesn't get a boost from getting game of the year like that i mean it's not it's not gonna happen you know yeah that was a little disappointing i mean i was glad he was able to hang in there at least but on the other hand you got to give him some credit if you just look at the stats and kind of hold boss constant he like doubled or tripled almost in strength from from one year to the next which is basically unheard of so i mean he did get a huge boost but the problem was he was starting from such a low point that he would have really needed to do something historic to be able to win that match and after looking pretty good in game of the year a lot of us thought he could do it but didn't quite pan out touched a little bit on sonic not even managing 64% on a character who, in my crew write-up, I was, I was laughing. I said, you know, less than 5% of the site could have possibly played this game. How does Sonic not get 80% in this match? I was talking, and then I, then I went into, well, you know, Lightning looks good. People are excited for uh, FF13. So, as I mentioned before, I kind of let him off the hook, because Lightning is just such an unknown. But, yeah, that was still not a uh, a good showing whatsoever. Um, Ganon Mewtwo went more or less as expected, about a 59% win for Ganon there. Um, pretty good showing for Mewtwo, and you got to feel better about uh, 
Charizard after Mewtwo was able to hang in there like that, don't you, Ed? Yeah, I, I almost put Mewtwo as the um, as one of the stars of the round because I really he was able to really avoid um, a beatdown like an SFF beatdown like that. Um, I think yeah, Pokemon have really looked good um, this year, and um, I think Charizard over the Duke is now looking like the smart pick. I definitely agree, but then there are people saying kind of a weird result last year where the Duke actually beat out Altair in, in round three, I believe it was, and now people are saying steroid Duke or, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's got a chance after all. So you kind of look at it both ways. But, yeah, I, I do like uh, where Pokemon is trending from what we've seen so far. That was a pretty uh, – last match we have to hit on is uh, Vivi over DK – about 56%. That was kind of odd in that it's almost identical to their result from 2004. And, you know, past results have been so unpredictable and unreliable this year, and yet that one pretty much nailed it. Uh, how do you explain that, Ed? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, was it you that was saying that there were characters that didn't really have a reason to boost or de-boost? Was that you that was saying that on the board? I believe I have mentioned that once or twice. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good explanation. I mean, nobody's really had a reason to go up or down in popularity, and um, certainly Donkey Kong isn't really going to get that many more fans unless they have like some sort of big revitalization of its franchise. And VV is, you know, pretty niche for a Final Fantasy character, so I don't think there was like that much of a difference in terms of uh, what we should have expected from that match. I mean, this match is pretty much dull. I think, honestly, like, I didn't expect great things from this match, and nothing really happened. Yeah, I think there there gets to a point where when you're a Donkey Kong or a Mario or a Pac-Man, people have pretty much made up their mind on you. Yeah. And, I mean, when you have that kind of saturation, that kind of recognizability, um, I think you're going to stay pretty consistent no matter what you know new or shifting fan bases are coming to this site. And that seemed to be the case. I thought I did think DK looked uh, pretty good in that match pick, didn't you think so, Ed? He looked happy. <laughs> yeah. In in past years, he uh, has looked kind of dopey in match picks. I, I thought that was a pretty good choice. I, I forget who made that one, but uh, thumbs up to them. And and Vivi looked good as well. But yeah, I I was thinking, especially after the way Kirby had so much trouble overnight, I was thinking, you know, night match, Vivi's gonna really take it to him. And he did rise in percentage uh, a decent bit, but there seems to be a difference between uh, Final Fantasy X and FF9 in terms of Asia and real and Europe are just crazy about X, whereas nine, as you mentioned, is a little bit more niche. Um, I'm sure it's well played, but for a Final Fantasy game, yeah, it's a little bit further down on the totem pole. Looking ahead to this week, uh, as I mentioned, we have the Mario match, which as we speak is going to kick off in five minutes here. Oh, one other cool thing I wanted to note is with this win for Altair, there's only one perfect guru left on the entire site. 227 people submitted their brackets. Uh, a lot of them consider themselves experts. There's only one guy left. He's my, he's my good pal, Dr. Football. The... <laughs> The bracket and stats expert. I believe he's one of the biggest fans of our show as well. So uh, great work, football, and let's hope that your run is uh, 
long and glorious in the number one spot. Actually, let me uh, check his bracket here. Uh, pretty standard until his next upset is Kefka. Yeah, that that trouble, but you know people are talking to City of Boost, so hang in there, football. Maybe Kefka will finally get a decent match pick and uh, pull that one out for you. I'm just so happy to have Leon out of first place, though, honestly. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> have you been checking into the analysis crew topics at all? Have you been? You know, I got so far behind that I just decided like I would. I, I haven't been there now. Okay. Um, check out the first three posts of the current topic next time right. you get a chance. There's a pretty cool fanfic idea involving uh, Moltar and Tranny and I, uh, and also involving Leon there. It's gotten a pretty good reaction. So, uh, All right. I think that's enough for this week, and we will be back with you next week to talk about some of these uh, – results it's been a great first week of the contest i'm going to go on record and say this has been the most entertaining first week i've ever seen out of a game facts contest would you agree i mean i wasn't around for the first week of 2002 but i doubt it really got that much um, excitement as this first week has gotten like we we've seen a lot of craziness and i think it's it's only going to get crazier yeah, the people who said um, going back to 1v1 is going to be boring, blah, 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 uh, they are not looking too bright right now. Yeah, you're, because... you're dumb, people. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it keeps the pace up and uh, we continue having one of the best contests uh, ever. I'm stumbling around a little bit here because I'm trying to get in my first vote, and I just did Mario with 82% in the early going here against Felt. Fire Mario! Yeah, that is a really cool pick. I really like yeah, they're, it. They're both pretty cool. It's like, I like how they're mirroring each other there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Great 110 did the Mario one, so good job by Great 1. Uh, yeah, still in that 81 range. So, All right, we will talk to you next week then. And uh, Ed, did you happen to catch Conan's final show the other night? Friday? No, I missed it. Well, it was very good. And I'm going to end this podcast instead of uh, our outro song. I'm going to include Conan's final sign-off message. I thought it was really classy and uh, some really good advice. So that'll be our bumper at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. And until uh, next week, this is uh, Endgamer with the show signing off. I feel this should be a happy moment. Every comedian, every comedian dreams of hosting The Tonight Show. And for seven months, I got to do it. And... I did it my way, with people I love. I do not regret one second of anything that we've done here. And, yeah. And, I held, you know, I, I encounter people when I walk on the street now, or just, uh, uh, who give me sort of a sad look. Uh, I have had more good fortune than anybody I know. And if our next gig is doing a show in a 7-Eleven parking lot, we will find a way to make it fun. We really will. I have, I have no problems. And I don't want to do it in a 7-Eleven parking lot. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, finally, uh, I have something to say uh, to our fans. This massive outpouring of support and passion 
from so many people has been overwhelming for me. The rallies, the signs, all this goofy, outrageous creativity on the internet. Uh, the fact that people have traveled long distances and camped out all night in the pouring rain. It's pouring. It's been pouring for days. And they're camping out to be in our audience. Really, you... Here's what all of you have done. You made a sad situation joyous and inspirational. So to all the people watching, I can never, ever thank you enough for the kindness to me. I'll think about it for the rest of my life. And all I ask is one thing, and this is, I'm asking this particularly of young people that watch. Please do not be cynical. I hate cynicism. For the record, it's my least favorite quality. It doesn't lead anywhere. Nobody in life gets exactly what they thought they were going to get. But if you work really hard and you're kind, amazing things will happen. I'm telling you, amazing things will happen. I'm telling you, it's just true. That's true. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make something amazing happen right now. Here to close out our show are a few good friends led by Mr. Will Ferrell. Thank you.